With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to the Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and once again I'm joined by Stevie Mullen to look back on a promising uh, performance this evening Stevie, I think before the game we would have taken a 2-2 
would have been delighted with a draw, but apart from the result, I think the performance tonight and the improvement in the team was absolutely magnificent. There were some times we were watching it there in the second half. The discipline of the team, you know, how they were lining up, like a checkerboard, you know, the midfield filling the gaps between the back four. Really, really impressive performance tonight for Celtic and really, really unlucky only to get one point, you know. A fortunate goal, Brian Christie turns off the first one. The second one, the guy has a, a missed kick, falls to his other forward, and it takes a deflection and goes into the net. But overall, I thought we were very, very good tonight and delighted with that performance. See, when you look, you were likening it to a, a, a chess game or a drafts game. I mean, the shape, they were so disciplined with that shape. You could see the lines, Stevie. That's been missing from Celtic. We've been kind of all over the place in recent weeks. What changed tonight? I don't know if it's just been the sort of the week that they've had and the, the the meetings they've had from the board meeting to the dressing room meeting, you know, where they've all realised their responsibility to Celtic and to their manager if they want to keep him in his job. But tonight they played every last one of them played to the ultimate to, for their manager and for their football club. Absolutely delighted. Some fantastic performances there. But what I would say for the first time this season, every single player gave every single thing they had. Not a bad performance in that Celtic side. We'll pick out some of the performances, Stevie. Let's start with Shane Duffy. This is a man who has come up with a big reputation. That's a man the Celtic fans wanted, and he's come in for some real criticism in recent weeks. Yes, he gave away a penalty. I don't even think it was in the box, to be fair, Stevie, and, and Scott being saved that penalty. I thought he looked solid tonight. He'll be a good player for Celtic. You know, he's had a wee bit of a shaky start. Maybe the amount of games, again, something we spoke about, the amount of possession Celtic usually have. Is it maybe more ironic tonight they had one of his better games because you've not got as much possession and he's having to just concentrate on his defensive work? Yeah. But even which, again, of something that was a wee bit more impressive, we changed the shape during the game and brought on players and they all looked comfortable even when they moved. And again, with a couple of wee sort of half chances at the end of Velanusi had a fantastic game. Just has the shot away instead of try to take the extra touch. Frimpong, a couple of times when we broke and the Black Salt and Frimpong made the same running shut down the space. But overall, I hope the Celtic fans are all absolutely delighted with that performance tonight. I think watching it um, with yourself, Stevie, we certainly were. There was a desire about uh, every one of those players as individuals, but collectively they were solid. And again, sometimes it's difficult to to understand why you don't see that every game. I think a lot of that came from the gaffer on the sidelines. I mean, the way that he was animated, he, he spoke all the way through the game. It's a different side to Lenny that we've, see, we've not really seen it this season. Well, you could hear the, the shouts from the side, the side of the park and the positivity and, and at different stages when it was corners or set pieces against as he was telling them to turn on and barking out instructions. That's what you want as a player. You want your manager to be passive. We, we've got a, a really vociferous, ambitious young manager, but he's got to do that role to the best of his ability. He can't be something he's not. This sitting passive is the Neil Lennon no. and that would transfer itself to the players we've got to be on the front foot we've got to be passionate we've got to be emotion but tonight we were disciplined mm. there was one just later on and I actually thought it was fantastic when Sorrow just tripped the guy up yeah. great great foul if we'd have done that on Sunday we'd have got three points that's what gets you points or wins you games just being that wee bit more professional he's running by just take him out of play We've seen about 15 minutes of Sorrow. Um, it looks as though he's going to be more of the defensive type. 
Stevie, quite impressed with him. You're looking at um, at the same time, you know, Welsh coming on, part of his development, getting the European uh, game under his belt as well, having played against AC Milan, of course. And big Tommy Rogic comes on. And again, he's a guy who, you know, just a, a few weeks ago, we were all resigned to losing Tommy Rogic. It looks as though he can play a big part again this season. Well, Tommy Rogic had left Celtic earlier in the pre-season, you know, during the transfer window. There's no use denying that or he's Celtic through and through. Tommy Rogic was away and then there was a development with transfer out of the club. But fair play to Tommy Rogic, fair play to the Celtic backroom staff. They've embraced him back in. He's got himself fit. Now he's adding something to our game. What I've seen um, throughout the, the game as well was... El Yunusi and Luxol, who we'll speak about individually because I thought both of them were outstanding tonight. But actually they were supporting each other throughout that throughout that second half. You could see how they were kind of doubling up. And it's great how Luxol, after four games, yes, you know, he's never been on a winning side yet, Stevie. But tonight's performance, we've got on our hands here an outstanding footballer, not only offensively, some of the defensive work he was doing was tremendous. They're up and down the park. That's something you can't put in. Guys can have ability, but they don't have that desire and will to win. It's wasted talent. They, they, both those young men tonight, Laxalt and Ellie Nussi, worked their socks off. And with their undoubted ability, they both put in great, great performances for Celtic. And they're absolutely delighted for the two of them. I mean, Ellie Nussi, for me, it's the best performance we've seen. Um, not just this season, but in a Celtic jersey for him. He could have had a hat-trick, you know. Um, he had a chance with a header in the first half, but in the second half, it all just lined up for him. You're screaming for him just to strike it. He probably takes a touch too many. Um, but, you know, he showed today, uh, and tonight rather, just why, you know, we were so keen to bring him in for a second season on loan. But the wee thing with, with the chance he had in the second half, and it's really dead easy for us all sitting in a chair, but by that time you could be getting a wee bit of mental fatigue and mm. anything, you know, and mm. you just want to be extra touch to make it great. Tonight I'm no criticising any of them, Paul. No. Nope. I'm really no. I, I thought that effort, you know, if they all look in the mirror tonight, none of them left anything on that part tonight. No. And I can't ask any more for any player that you've gave everything. Even if you've not a good game, if you've gave everything in your body, like I thought Olivia and Cham was sensational tonight, but by the end of his game, he looks shattered. Yeah. You know, so if he's gave us everything in his legs for 70 minutes, I'm more than happy because we've got good substitutes we can bring on who can perform to a very high level. The only disappointment. Uh, thing this evening is the fact that we didn't win the game that's the only disappointment but I'm taking nothing away from that performance Steve I think the performance is so important because it's kind of re-energised us as Celtic supporters but I think it's re-energised Neil Lennon looking at his uh, demeanour which is something we spoke about earlier on today but also the team itself so going in to this game on Sunday how important is that performance tonight um, in respect of how we approach the game on Sunday well, now you know the level of performance that we're capable of. You know, so we need to build on that confidence, which we'll give ourselves tonight. If we, our guys hit that level of performance on Sunday, and I would imagine Neil might make a couple of changes, we should be able to blow Aberdeen away. Mm-hmm. Lille um, are a far superior team. As I said to you before the game, we were always told the only undefeated team in France. We, we, we matched them toe for toe. It's going to be an interesting encounter between Milan and Lille, I think. You know, that's two strong, strong sides we've faced. And last week, despite all the criticism, last week we were chasing a 2-2. 
and the sucker punch at the end through a defensive mistake. So I think we can take loads of positives from tonight. I think defensively we've been criticised and we've been critical um, of of Celtic defensively. They looked strong tonight, Stevie. Um, going into Sunday's game, there's a decision to be made on Bain. Does he keep the jersey? Do you bring back Barkas? It's going to be a tough one for Lenny. I think the other wee thing as well we need to take into consideration that we were forced into another defensive change earlier in the second half when yeah. Christopher Ayer wrote off. Beat on, done okay when he came on, but would we have conceded the goals of Ayers in the park? It's a different conversation that none of us can ever prove yes or no. But again, it was another change we had to make through and we just hope that it's no serious for Christopher Ayer. Although he was able to walk around the park, which usually proves that it's not that bad. It was great actually, uh, not under the circumstances, but it was great to see Beaton and Eduard back on the park as well. The performance of Eddie again, you know, he's maybe a bit rusty, but looked a wee bit, you know, he was up for it. I think that Celtic, uh, for much of that, that game, were firing on all cylinders. Do you think they looked like a team who had something to prove, Stevie? I think they've got something to prove to each other, mm-hmm. to their manager, to their board of directors, and most importantly, they've got something to prove to Celtic fans. Celtic fans have gave Celtic Football Club magnificent backing this year financially and morally, you know, so they have a responsibility to perform. And tonight, I think they gave a wee bit back to the Celtic fans. You know, the thing again, I've been reading again today, just hours ago, Celtic fans being described as some of being described as spoiled. We've heard that, uh, you know, we're acting as though we're entitled. There's been all of these... um, you know, the, these terms thrown at Celtic fans, we've been behaving in an erratic manner, we're panty wetters, all of these things. What I think it is, Stevie, is over a period of time, there's a standard and there's an ambition within the Celtic support. There's nothing wrong with having ambition um, when you see something that isn't up to the standards that you're used to, that you're striving to maintain those standards. You don't want it to dip. I don't see that as being entitled. We want the best for our football team. Yep. That's the club we support, but we're gifted that Celtic as a children. Why would we not want the best for them? You know, and the best is winning every possible trophy. Yep. So that's where we're coming from. That's our level. If we set the bar, oh, it doesn't matter if we win, it doesn't matter, then everything won't work. You've got to set the highest possible standards you can. No, you're right. And it's frustrating this season of all seasons to be sitting watching the game rather than actually being at the game. You're watching it on the TV, you're trying to analyse it that way. And you can't vent at the game. You can't do your usual routine after the game, Stevie. So, you know, straight away you're doing live broadcasts, you're on social media. And I think that has changed the dynamic without a shadow of a doubt. We've no idea when we'll be back at Celtic Park. Um, But looking at that performance tonight, that's enthused me, certainly, um, with some belief that we can go into Sunday's game and, uh, you know, hopefully keep the quadruple treble on track. Because if we turn up against any team in Scotland and play like we did tonight then we can beat anybody. There's no denying our undoubted ability, Paul. But tonight, we maximised the effort and the passion we put into our play. Allied to that skill, we don't have anybody to match us in Scotland if we put in that effort. <clears throat> because if you win your wee individual battles, you'll win the war. And we have got some fantastic footballers, as they proved tonight. I don't even want to say, why have we not had that this season? Let's kick on from tonight. Let's be positive. And if we get into Sunday with that ambition and drive, then we'll win comfortable on Sunday. I totally agree with that. We'll run through some of the, the star performance. And as I said before, Steve, I don't think we had a bad performance individually. 
uh, on that park this evening. Uh, Scott Bain, you know, he's given Neil Lennon a decision to make. Without a doubt, on Sunday it's going to be interesting how we line up and whether Bain keeps a jersey. Great penalty save. Three or four other very good penalty saves. Don't think he can do much about the first goal that Leo scored because it is slack at the back. You could see Bruni looking at Ryan Christie straight away. He's 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 been caught flat footed. He's turned. He's flat footed. But Duffy and Ayer again. Praise for Duffy tonight. I think he needs a wee bit of praise. Unfortunately, Ayer comes off. Hopefully, that doesn't keep him out because we're just getting beat on back. Alhamid may uh, be on the bench on Sunday, but looking at Frimpong and Laxalt. All week I've been talking about Frimpong being an offensive player, someone who's a winger rather than a wing back. He showed that he can play right back tonight. I think the difference from that as well, Paul, was the support they got in front of him. Mm-hmm. I thought Ryan Christie and Ella Nussi were absolutely magnificent yeah. in playing alongside him, where we had partnerships instead of one guy having to defend two men. Every time they attacked on either flank, we had support for each other. Yeah, I thought. The partnerships worked well. Frimpong, Christie, Laxalt and Elinus. I thought they worked fantastically well. I thought Frimpong defensively, Laxalt defensively brilliant, offensively even better. Now, Laxalt, what's a player we've got in our hands here, Stevie? Looks like I've got an absolute superstar. Mm-hmm. An absolute superstar. I thought a young man was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And after his first initial games, looked still very fit at the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. Now, McGregor and Brown, I think they done a lot of the, the stuff that you know, often goes unnoticed. I mean, the work the pair of them put in was tremendous. Um, I think I've said before, sometimes McGregor becomes so consistent that he fades into the background. You don't notice him as one of the superstars. I thought him and Brown were outstanding this evening. El Yanusi, best game I've seen in a Celtic jersey from him. And what about Ryan Christie again? Because again, you know, this season he's, he's coming for a lot of stick for his distribution. His work rate is incredible, Stevie. Tonight his discipline was fantastic because Ryan would want to be involved and link with everything. Mm-hmm. But he stayed wide right and gave his fullback all the cover he needed. There was once in the 86 minute, Callum McGregor just been in the right place, made a fantastic interception when they were a dangerous move. Callum McGregor was another one who had a great game tonight. Moving forward, Ellen Russi, different class. Mm. A Yeti, very good. Eddie just excludes class. Ability. Oh, he does. You know, there was a few moments tonight where you're looking at him and he's just, you know, dinking the ball over defenders' heads. You think to yourself, if he's in the right position, he could still score. I still thought Celtic were capable of nicking a goal at the end. A Yeti, what we've seen from from him tonight was more of the Vaduka than the Hooper. And that's the, the comparison that I've made in the past. And I know they're, they're different stature of players. But um, I see a lot of work outside of the box. There was a moment where he's uh, been on the front post and intercepted with a header, a Yeti, which is brilliant. Something you won't see from Eduard. We used to see it from Dembele quite a bit, Stevie. So I think there's a lot more to come from a Yeti. If you're going to give a Yeti a comparison with Mark Vatuka, then you couldn't give him a higher compliment. Mark Vatuka was a fantastic player. And if a Yeti can get to the levels, again, we've got a real bargain on my hands. Right. I, I, I thought he was really, really good, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, he was. He was outstanding. And um, we've got to mention the gaffer. We've got to mention Neil Lennon. You know, he's the man who has taken a lot of this on the chin. I felt that tonight, not only did the team perform well, Neil Lennon as a manager performed extremely well as well, Steve. He was on the touchline. He led from the front. He was giving his directions, barking out instructions. He, he led for, again, and that's what all we'll be looking for him, just to lead for the front. He's our manager. 
let's see what you can do. And tonight, top marks for him, his backroom staff, and all the players. Now, what we'll do, Stevie, as you know, we go out live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, and we invite as many Celtic fans to get involved as possible. The first comment that we this week on the Marketers Report: Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Have this evening is via YouTube from Stephen Forbes. Now, if anyone is watching on YouTube and you haven't yet subscribed, please do that because we do uh, broadcasts on a, a daily basis and on Match Day Stevie, sometimes as many as five broadcasts, all free of charge. Um, it's a cliche, says Stephen, but we'd have taken a draw before a ball was kicked. I think that cliche was used um, as the opening <laughs> of this podcast tonight. Uh, McGregor was tenacious all over the park. Mo showed his class, and he certainly did. And like Salt continues to impress much, much improved performance. Now, I think it will be interesting when AC Milan and Leo come up against each other. Who do you think is the better of the two, Stevie? Milan. By some distance? Yep, I think Milan looked much better. I think Lille improved, no so much through Renato Sanchez, but the B number 11, I don't know his name, I thought he made a difference. Mm -hmm. He looked Mm -hmm. as if he would take the ball and take guys out of position. I thought they they improved when they brought him on. Now, Jock Sporin, again commenting on YouTube, despite losing a two-goal lead, happy with the performance. It was so important tonight to get that performance, Stevie. I think the... The result's great, you know. They, they, we've now got to play the double headers, which will decide the group. If we we are lucky enough to beat Sparta Prague and take six points out of that, depending on the other way, we could be in a great position by the time we face Leila Celtic Park. And this is a tournament that I think, due to the circumstances, a lot of Celtic fans were almost writing off the Europa League. Um, but if you're trying to extract positives from it, Stevie. We're, we're chasing a 2-2 at Celtic Park. A defensive mistake near the end gives AC Milan a 3-1. I'm not saying that we were a classier side than AC Milan and I know that they had taken some players off, um, taking their foot off the gas, if you like, at that point. But we've gone out there and that's re-energised the, the fan base and also uh, the team. I'm sure it's going to be brilliant for the team spirit. Now, Joe Porter uh, reckons that it feels like a defeat because we were 2-0 up. But at the start, we all would have taken a point. Absolutely. And um, David D, also on YouTube, good to see the real Celtic. Are we going to see the real Celtic on Sunday, Stevie? I think we've gave ourselves a real platform to perform on Sunday, Paul. If you're a Celtic player, part of the staff, who's been getting the criticism, you need to take the positive tonight. I understand what Joe's saying. I don't feel that feels like a defeat. I feel that that's the green shoots of recovery that we've been looking for. I think tonight that that was the initial start of us pushing on now. I hope it is. And uh, Jock Spawn again comes back to mention it like Salt, despite not playing much football, was full of running 
very impressed. I mean, it's incredible how he can get up and down that park. But I think, as you say, though, one of the, the main points, one of the main reasons for that was that we were doubling up and supporting um, both sides, weren't we? Now, we've, we've spoken about in champ, Stevie, and I think sometimes it's been difficult to try and identify his best position. He's looked very classy at times in Europe and then sometimes in the run of the nil domestic games. He hasn't impressed. Do you think Lenny's found his, his best position? I think tonight, which was really, really interesting, when the game started, we all thought Chan would play to the left and Elinousi would be in the 10 row. Neil Lennon reversed that. Elinousi worked his socks off, but so did Encham. But he's got that creativity and the body strength to hold guys off. I, I thought both of them dovetailed perfectly tonight. Really, really impressed by them. And I thought Olivia Encham was great until he just sort of ran out of gas. No, you're absolutely right. Now, when we're looking at the performance of um, Shane Duffy, uh, it's something that Neil Lennon brought up earlier on um, in his press conference this week about the fact that we need to get behind Shane Duffy. Jaffa Cakes reckons that uh, he really needs to calm down and start using his brain cells. I thought that was one of the best games we've seen from Shane Duffy tonight. I thought Shane Duffy was fine. You know, again, I think it may be because we were under a wee bit of pressure Mm -hmm. and he was able to defend. I don't think you'd be able to count the amount of times Shane Duffy had the ball for the last game last week when he had something like seven to eight touches. I think it would be much reduced, but I think his clearance and interceptions tonight would be much higher. Now, I think the frustration is when you see a performance like that, Stevie, you think to yourself, you know, if we'd seen that uh, just over a week ago against Rangers, we would have, you know, we'd have won that out of the park, no problem. Um, but for some reason, we hadn't clicked. And I think we kept saying leading up to this game, the European game, yeah, it's no pointless because you need to click and maybe it's tonight we're going to click. I'm hoping it is. I hope we've turned that corner to use yet another cliche. Um, But what I'm also looking at is the fact that some more players are coming back. We don't know the extent of Ayer's injury tonight. We're hoping it's maybe just a few days recovery. Any changes you'd make based on tonight's performance for Sunday? There, There would be nothing I would be rushing to make on that. You know, if all the guys come in Probably it would be Saturday now before they reappear, unless anybody needs treatment tomorrow. And they all declare themselves fit. I think it would be very difficult. And again, I've got no sentiment if Neil thinks somebody deserves to be out and somebody else comes in. we be quite happy for that. But it would be hard to drop the guys after their effort tonight. Mm, no, it would. Now, Andy Echo Scott commenting on YouTube reckons that the full-backs were great. No bother in a back four using pace from a deeper position, more effective than immediately face their full-back when receiving the ball higher up the pitch. I just, you know, quite a bit of the time, um, I've mentioned that Frimpong's never a right-back, but when you look at that performance tonight, I just think, you know, are we more suited with the personnel, Steve? Are we more suited to four at the back? Is that also another reason why Duffy seemed to be far more comfortable? I think it depends who's fit. I think if everybody was fit, then we would be able to play three at the back. Just now, we're trying to pigeonhole guys and put them in, really in sometimes not their natural position, and it doesn't work. Frimpong, absolutely fantastic tonight, but I think it was more to do defensively with Ryan Christie helping him, because the amount of times, and you're only watching it on the TV screen, that he's still too high up the park. Mm -hmm. So Christie's got to cover him, Scott Brown's got to come over. He would be ideally suited to playing a wing-back role if our normal three central defenders was fit. When you're trying to put guys into it, 
it probably doesn't work. But again, and I, this, I hope this isn't a disrespect. I don't want Shane Duffy passing the ball as if he's beckoning bar. No. I want him ahead. I want to throw Shane in front of the ball, make hard tackles, and put the ball out for shies. He's got enough ball players around about him, Stevie. You yeah. know, and when when he was playing what you would expect to be your strongest back three with Julian and Ayer, they two boys can play. Yep. You know, Julian's distribution is incredible. And we know that we're, we're not going to see him again probably until after the next international break. Ayer, again, he can he can travel with the ball. And uh, again, distribution's excellent. I'm happy to have someone like Duffy winning the ball, uh, being the leader at the back, and just, you know, knocking it to these guys. But we've got the three at the back, and Christopher Ayer goes into the middle of the park to try and break their lines. If you've got three at the back, the other two just move over one. You know, you're not going to be vulnerable. If he does it to know when you're playing with a four and Lax Salk's bombing forward and they break on us. If you're two midfielders, Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, which it was tonight, if they're a wee bit out of position, then you're really wide open. I, I think we've got great choices here, Paul, mm-hmm. between three at the back and four at the back, depending on the circumstances, depending on the personnel and who we're playing against. Now, there's another good point, actually, from Stephen James187, commenting via Twitter, happy with the draw, should be proud of that performance. And that's a big word tonight, it's the performance. I mean, did I think we were going to get a draw tonight? At a push, I think I think I said, it's the best result we can hope to come away with. It tells a story, Stevie, when you're disappointed with a draw initially, because you're, you're 2 nothing up. I think Chris Sutton said that tonight. That's the only disappointment from the entire evening, is that... The fact that you, you might have took more from the game. The performance was brilliant tonight. I thought the only draw we could have got was 0-0 mm-hmm. if we would have set up defensively. But again, Neil Lennon's forgot more about football than I'll ever know. He's seen something, whether it's watching Leo or what he's seen in his own players, to put out an offensive team. And they worked very, very well offensively. But more importantly for me, I thought the defending tonight was top class. Turned off for the goal... Brian Christie just lost his man and again the real bit of bad luck but again th- these happened after Aya went off so the things that we'd worked on had to be changed again you know Beaton come on Eddie come on delighted to see that they've recovered from mm-hmm. their illness mm-hmm. to be back playing football what a bonus that their young men's health's okay never yep. mind the football performance yep and it just shows you how it hits different people differently El Hamid's left back in Glasgow even though he contracted it around about the same time so uh, you know I hope he recovers also a very important player this season. What I want to do, Steve, I've got two messages coming through here from Celtic fans, and this just shows you the disparity of opinion, Mm. the disparity of opinion, and the opinion that everybody is entitled to. So it's on the the subject of Olivier and Cham. Now, he's a player that you know that I continually champion to the point where someone somewhere had the time at the weekend to record a wee bit of the footage where I said Encham had a good game and then try and mock that on Twitter. I don't know where people get the time to do these things, but keep it coming because you know what? If I'm wrong, it's great because I thought tonight he he played very, very well. So here is point one coming in from Highland Jinx 88. Encham is stretching the shirt to fit him. Positive. Then from Ewan MacArthur, who's equally as entitled to his opinion. He reckons Encham should never play for Celtic again after that shambles, got bullied the whole game, lazy, doesn't look bothered, Lennon shows too much loyalty to him. Where are the, 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 the same goal, Comfy? Encham passes the boy for him, Paul. Yep. Everybody's raving about Tom Rogic on Sunday, two passes. 
And Cham's, I thought and Cham done very, very well tonight. Yeah. Shot guys doing all over the park. Where, again, Tom Rogic's a big favourite Celtic fan. Tom Rogic wouldn't put in that work rate that Cham put in tonight. No, you're right. You're absolutely spot on with that. I, I mean, you, you have some players that divide opinion uh, when they play for Celtic, Stevie. And Cham's in that category. I think Lennon sees his, his value in European games particularly. I don't think there's a bad player on that pitch tonight for Celtic. Again, everybody has an opinion on everything and that's quite rightly so. But I think you need to back it up sometimes with mm-hmm. a wee bit of evidence. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be hard pushed to time the night until he just get tired with a living champ on anything wrong. No, I thought he'd be stuck to his task particularly well. As did all the players. There really was an organisation um, about that team tonight. You could see the shape. They were so disciplined, Stevie. Now, Stevie Ray, who um, joins the broadcast on a regular basis as well, is commenting on YouTube. Welcome to the show, Stevie. Hope you're well. Lennon makes those changes 10 minutes earlier, and I think that Celtic win the game. You've got to stop the onslaught. Leo not got going. Other than that, a good performance and result. Now, I'm sitting here very confident now. Stevie going into Sunday's game. I wasn't feeling like that earlier on today, but I am. I'm extremely confident. I think that sometimes there's a siege mentality. I think sometimes Neil Lennon responds to criticism in a certain way. We saw it when he was speaking to the media earlier on this week and he started you know, defending himself and defending his players. Um, and the message all week from the club, I think, you know, looking at the, the media co- the press conferences, Stevie, was we're together. Uh, we're all in this together. We're going to put it right. I think tonight is the first steps in putting it right. Well, again, I was speaking to you earlier on about even going back to the night after the game after we'd been put at Inverness Cali and we all went up to Dens Park on the Saturday. Horrible snowing day and the Celtic fans just gave a full show of defiance that full game under Kenny. Tonight, we can't be there to show that defiance. Mm-hmm. But the players done it for us. In the face of adversity, we'll react. And I think this tonight... Hopefully, is a kick start for us, you know, and, and we push on from this. Yeah, absolutely. They're, you know, what I want Neil Lennon to do in the team, I want him to prove people like me wrong. You know, after the the weekend result, after the, the poor results three in a row, Stevie. And I think this is the first step in doing that and proving um, people like myself wrong who thought, you know, this isn't, this isn't going to work because that's what I was feeling at the weekend. But, but I don't think it is wrong. I say when you make your opinions known and you voice your opinion, it's what's in front of you at that particular time. And up until Neil Lennon came out the other day, his press conference fiery, we were seeing a passive Neil Lennon. Mm-hmm. And I think that passivity was passing on to his players. Because yep. nobody was playing with a passion. Neil Lennon tonight showed what we know Neil Lennon's capable of. And I think that manifested itself on his team tonight. He worked throughout that whole 95 minutes yeah. on the sidelines, didn't he? You know, to, to such an extent that Laxalt, who was up and down the whole part, the game finished with him trying to put in a cross in the 95th minute. Yeah. You know, if we're passive, then we're on a defensive side at 95 minutes, hanging on for grim death. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were. No, we now, definitely I, I were think not. we come back into the game after we'd lost the two goals and possibly with a wee bit of luck and just maybe a wee bit more composure, we could have had a winner. Absolutely. I think the best chance was El Yunusi. You yeah, know, when, yeah. when he's, he's it just opens up for him, but he takes that extra that extra touch. Now, Mel Carson, here's an interesting point to finish the broadcast off tonight, Stevie. Uh, it was even good to see a Yeti being disappointed 
being taken off. So what I'm going to ask you is we, we've seen two strikers tonight. We've seen Ayeti. Very impressive. Even though he didn't score tonight, I thought his performance was excellent. And we've seen the return of Edouard. Two strikers on the bench, Griffiths and Klamala. Who do we start with on Sunday against Aberdeen at Hamden? If everybody turns up fit and healthy, I would start both of them. I would start both of them. You know. But again, I think it's going to be probably Saturday before you'll see the fatigue if everybody's recovered for their injuries, their exertions tonight, the medical staff will advise Neil Lennon and any picks his team. If we turn up with the same attitude as what we had tonight, I think we'll be comfortable winners on Sunday. I don't think Aberdeen can trouble us. You know, again, don't want to go on about it after such a, a good result. The only people that we need to worry about is the match officials on Sunday. Well, here's hoping when Aberdeen come down to Glasgow, Stevie, uh, we show the kind of desire and the organisational ability and a bit of flair that we saw tonight. Now, one last uh, comment to leave everybody um, on this evening, and it's from Stephen James. Supporters should be proud of the team and Lenny tonight. I think we all are. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved this evening. And the last thing for me to say tonight is thank you once again, Stevie Mullen, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Thanks for having me, Paul. An absolute pleasure. Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. As the number one audio company, Gives you access to all every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. 
So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.